the things that you get into and we've talked for years is about the limited value of fear. Yes. Right? I mean, the short, you mentioned earlier in this podcast, the, the, the short-term design that it was, it was designed for short-term saber-tooth tiger action, yeah. not for a lifestyle. Correct. And I think when, one of the things that I do when I feel fear is I try to take action to educate myself or figure out or question what's really going on. I mean, an analogy I can have is if there's a loud sound in my backyard, it's kind of scary. If I hear some throaty voices back there and there's something going on in my backyard, well, I could pull the covers over my head and hope for the best and mm -hmm. shiver, or I can get the bat by the bed, the taser that I have, the, the, the machete that I have by my door, and I could slowly walk through the house and you know, be the... <laughs> be the person I was meant to be, someone mm -hmm. brave, protecting his wife and kids from, from something potentially harmful. Could be some kid skinny dipping in my pool and I just got to yell to tell him to get out of there. <laughs> or it could be something horrifying that I'm going to have to deal with, right? Yep. But what did I do? I didn't, I didn't maintain the fear. I didn't stay in the state of fear. I took on that in action, right? Well, why do people jump when they're scared, right? Well, you're, you're actually getting ready. Yes. That nervous system is yes. getting ready to do what it has to do. You used to talk about warming up the nervous system, yep. not just muscles. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's an amazing thing when you understand fear, you use it as a tool, you know, it's short term and it gives you the energy it's supposed to give you. And then you go, you get focused and you take action. Um, that, that to me is, is what it's all about. I, I don't, I, I had a friend of mine get into that 23andMe, which I'm sure you know about. Mm -hmm. And he then got his data and then read more like extrapolations of what mm -hmm. the data told him. And one of the things he found out is that he had this warrior gene. I didn't get mm -hmm. a chance to look into this yet. Maybe you know a little more about it, but he said the warrior gene doesn't allow you to maintain fear for very long. No. Take action. Yep. And I yep. said, wow, I don't really consider myself. Some might, some might not a warrior. Because, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more of a lover than a fighter, but uh, I'm not afraid to fight, but I, I really don't love it, um, any, whether it be physical or, you know, anything uh, really rough verbal stuff. Um, but I thought to myself, I can't maintain a state of fear. It's extremely uncomfortable to the point where I am running right at the saber tooth tiger sooner or later. At first, I'm going to go, okay, it's a big saber tooth tiger. I got a sharp stick. I'm going to come up over there, or maybe I'll get it later tonight. Uh, when it's dark or when it's light or when it's blind or when it's sleeping, I, you know, I'm going to put some time in. I'm not staying in the cave for four, six, eight months, right? I'm not staying yeah. in the cave for eight months. I, I'm incapable. Other people are capable. God bless yeah. them. You want to hide from this thing and you're capable of doing that and it's not destroying you. You're a subset of the population. Fantastic. Just don't tell me what to do. I'm yeah. not telling you what to do. You want to stay and please don't house? breathe. No, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do, don't do breathe if you want to ask my advice yeah if you want to ask my advice i'm going to tell you how wrong that is but at the same time you know uh, i'm going to i'm going to get you healthy so you can withstand breathing and moving around and doing basic stuff you know uh like it's education to get rid of fear uh go look it up one thing that happened to me as a patient said oh this virus lives on plastic surfaces for this long lives on metal surfaces for this long they came in with this list of all this new stuff because i had historically talked this virus mm -hmm. with this patient and I think they were kind of, you know, coming in kind of proud that they did some homework because I actually said, you know, read a little more, read a little more. And they came back with this. And I thought, okay, um, she, so th this individual said, well, what, am, what are we going to do? It lives on surfaces and it's on bags and I should, I should spray down my groceries. And I'm like, all right, let me just tell you something. I didn't go over this, but there's this thing called viral load. 
Okay, mm -hmm. you got to get a number of these things. And the example I use, because I just couldn't think of a better example, you try not to get, you know, into, into overt uh, or any type of sexual talk these days. Um, but I said, you know, you think about what sperm does, right? What does it do? There's a whole bunch of them. They go in and they swim and then one makes it and most of them die. You think about sea turtles. Maybe I'll stick with this analogy just a little better. A whole bunch of sea turtles are born on the sand and they yeah. have to make it to the water. Hundreds. The birds are coming down eating these things like Triscuits, right? And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe 50 make it to the water, right? Because yeah. they have the bigger quads. They had quads like yours. So they're, they're making it in the sand. Um, and uh, so so when you, when you think about what is this virus, you need a load. You need to break the body down by getting so much of it in you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've heard... 10,000 viral particles to likely get sick. There's all kinds of stuff out there. But, you know, you're going to run your tongue along the surfaces. Okay, that might work. You might, you know, but, you know, there, there's, there's precautions I'll take. But, I, but to get to this point uh, that we see people destroying themselves with fear, yes. destroying their, their, their children's health, mental health. Yes. It's just, it's just so ridiculous that, I, you know, and what and and you know and, and the conspiracy theories uh, keep people keep shoveling coal into some of these things uh, because you think well why else would we be doing this why else would they want us to behave this way what do they really want what do governments tend to do uh, I've had so many people look up the definition of tyranny didn't even know what it was right I said you know governments tend towards tyranny um, and we have these amazing constitutional rights. And uh, we really need to support this kind of thing, right? So we get into, you know, that kind of thing, you know? So, so what you're saying, Doc, and I totally agree with you is, uh, you know, we're dumbing down our children, not only with, you know, fear is a virtue now, mm. you know, oh, it's like, why is it a virtue? It's like a participation uh, award or trophy. You know, I, I, I was a... Uh, a soccer coach, believe it or not, for one day. Let me tell you the story. So I bring my, I was a single dad at the time. I bring my girls over to the soccer field. They have the little uniforms on. They may have been like six and four. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get over there and like, oh, Dr. Claire, we want you to, you know, coach this team or do this team. And I'm like, great. All right, I'll do that. And, uh, you know, I'm saying, you know, someone scores. And I go blue one, yellow zero. Oh, no, no, no Dr. Clary. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't keep score. I go, excuse me? I say that again. Oh, we don't keep score. I said, wait a minute. The world keeps score. Their <laughs> boss is going to keep score. The IRS keeps score. Oh, yeah. The rest of the world keeps score. We need to prepare these kids for winning and losing. Mm -hmm. The best thing they can do is lose and learn what they need to do to win. We ha winning has to be a virtue. Mm-hmm. Winning has to be a virtue. Yeah. So needless to say, I grabbed my two kids and walked off the field. But <laughs> guess what? I was in the very, very small minority. I bet. You yeah, know. Just put up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And people and people think it's okay. Well, Fred, what are you saying that, you know, we're not all, uh, uh, you know, built alike and created alike? No, we're not. We're not created equal. But that's not what the Constitution says. Okay. We were giving equal rights but let me load up a bench press with 500 pounds and put it over your neck and see if you live you're not going to yeah. um you know let me see you try to fold a fitted sheet like my wife can do like with one hand it's amazing she can do origami <laughs> okay. um you know you'll be pulling your hair out just throw the damn thing in the closet 
damn fitted sheets. You know, not everyone is created equal. That's the beautiful mosaic of humanity we have. Black, green, red, purple, skinny, bulky, overweight, underweight, you know, intellectually smart, musicians, arts. I mean, it's just amazing. I love being a human being and seeing how everyone's different. How can you not love humanity? You know, exactly Exactly. what I want to say. Yeah, what I want to interject in that is, one of my things, my father used to always tease people. He had a big, massive heart, yeah. very funny man. And he could get away with saying things to people on an ethnic and racial basis that most people couldn't get away with. And that always fascinated me. Gee, I, I would never think of saying that, that guy. Uh, I don't know how that's funny. Like everyone's laughing. Um, but I realized something that if anyone that knew my father knew he had a lot of love for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if he pointed out your skin color and he pointed out that you were short or that your nose was big, whatever, and made some fun about it, he was just as welcoming to get the criticism too, right? He could dish it out and yeah. take it. Not everything was funny. Um, you knew, God, this guy loves me. He's just, he's just pointing out something I already know and he's clearing the air. He's pointing the elephant out in the room. Let's get that done. And uh, it was, you know, so to me, humanity being so varied, even people that come from backgrounds that I don't understand, I don't hate them for it. I'm no. not, I'm gifted, I guess, that I don't have a hateful personality, right? Uh, but I, 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 what I find different, when someone's different than me, I think it's interesting. I don't think it's, uh, I'm not afraid of it because I'm not fear-based either, thank God. Um, so between not having that fear, I don't have that uh, easy to go to hate when someone is different. Different yeah. is fascinating, right? I mean, I don't like arrogance. There's a couple of things that get under my skin. Um, by no means am I perfect, but that that mosaic like you're saying that's you know that 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 is something that with that we should all we should all be thankful for 